Good evening, everyone, Hey-o. and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And today, we're going to be covering a film called <laughs> Grave Secrets. Oh. We're back from a little a little vacation. Um, we, we took a break to do a screening, and it was fun. And uh, we have an extra bonus episode from In There with Jackie Kong as an interview. That's going to be super fun. Thank you all for coming out, whoever that's came. A, that's a good get. That was really fun. That, that, was was a, a, that was a very fun night. It was an absolute blast. I really, really enjoyed it. So, and so thank, thank you, you, Jackie, for, yeah. for for doing this with us and coming up here. And, uh, Super awesome. We had a blast. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, and now we're coming back. We're coming out hot. Yeah. We're coming, we're coming with just like the most exciting film that we could have chosen, Grave Secrets. Oh, there's so many <laughs> secrets here in this movie. Uh, this feels, this reminds me a lot of when I was like, when we were producing the convention Mm -hmm. and I was like, we got to get, you know, we're trying to get this thing where it's like, it's going to grab people right out of the gate. And so when I was doing the convention, I was like, we got to make sure that we can make it a little more family friendly. We were skewing a little towards some other stuff. And then I, uh, didn't watch Savage Streets and had a cast full cast reunion (laughs) and screening of the movie Savage Streets, which if anybody remembers, It's not terribly family friendly. So, uh, you know, <laughs> you but you could rectify that mistake and, and make good on it by hosting another con. Sure, I'll do a bikini car wash cast reunion. Perfect. That one of the people from Savage Streets was in bikini car wash. I'm gonna so get my why. tape signed. Uh, that would be great. Uh, but Let's anyway, do a con right in and tell Tristan to do a con again. No, we'll just do these screenings. They're fun. Yeah, I like it. Uh, but. Here's here's what we're here for. What we're really here for is to talk about the film Grave, Grave Secrets. Secrets. It's got Which, such a killer song there. It's <laughs> that I just made up. It is so the exact <laughs> opposite of that. Oh god, it's stupid getting spam from people about campaign crap. Um, I, oh my god, this movie is boring. There's no way around it. This is a this is a fucking dud of a movie. Uh, sorry to the director. He tried really hard. I have a feeling. He has this up on his YouTube. I have a bad feeling he's going to watch this and get mad at us for it. And I feel bad because I don't have anything against him. He made some really cool choices. He did some really fun stuff. But this is not the kind of movie that we tend to talk about. This is a a movie that was more trying to do a serious film kind yeah. of angle on, on the horror genre. And we tend to prefer the bikini, uh, you know, monster angle i'm pretty sure i laid out a bunch of tapes for you to pick from uh, yeah you one, did. one of them being crawlers that had like a, a bikini girl right <sighs> on the cover and you're just like let's try grave secrets to in my defense it did have a monster face on the cover <laughs> which we see twice yeah i had never seen this this tape had been living on my shelf unwatched for quite some time so i just grabbed this for the pile and i'm glad i got it out of the way and yeah uh, yeah i wouldn't say it's terrible but it's definitely not in in it's kind of in my wheelhouse because I love ghost movies. Yeah. <clears throat> but I just wish this was, yes, a little bit sillier Same. because yeah, I do yeah. love the silly stuff. And I don't know why it feels like it needs to get so freaking dark at the end when you find out everything. It's like, this isn't fun no, or neat or it feels, this is just gross and It feels dumb. edgelordy to a certain extent. It feels like somebody trying a little too hard to be dark and... You know, and upsetting. I just wish it had like a cooler resolution of why these things were happening, where it's just like. And also, it, not to not to cut all the way to the end, right at the beginning of the podcast, but this is a movie that, when you have a ghost story, okay, first off, 
I was irritated the whole time. I don't know about you because I was basically just like, I swear to God, if these people are all fucking ghosts, I'm going I, to I never, burn the entire planet to the ground. You texted me that, and I never <laughs> had that. I never had that. Every time there's a ghost story, I'm like, everybody's a ghost. What did you think it was going to wrap up with the cops showing up and be like, nobody's been in this town for years? Basically, like, yeah. I I just assumed that it was like, <laughs> oh no, he's the one who was dating her, and she talked to him and she's trying to get him back and it's basically like you know whatever or she's a ghost or whatever or they're I'm, both ghosties I, ex- yeah. they're both ghosts i was <laughs> super glad that it wasn't that so i will i will admit that i was glad about that but a movie like this especially a ghost movie or supernatural or any of these things that mm-hmm. have all the big rules if you don't have an ending in mind when you start the film like start writing the story there's you're gonna fail like they're all predicated on having a cool ending that explains the whole thing and wraps it up and spoiler alert this movie does not have a cool ending this movie they pray to a baby and it explodes the villain (laughs) and explodes a a generous yeah (laughs) digitally dissolves a villain in a shitty you know like a laser beam (laughs) yeah like a like a like a like a star track where they're getting beamed up you know like a like a like a laser baby <laughs> laser, laser baby shoots the villain he if dies laser baby came out of the ground and started shooting laser baby baby laser eyes oh now we're talking okay okay B- before we even talk about the movie let's let's fix the ending before we even start okay so they chant and they give him they give the baby the energy because they're the two supernatural things and they keep chanting they're like baby 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 and the baby keeps growing and growing until it turns into one of the island of the alive babies and it's super huge and it's like a guar show and it starts pummeling the the old man and he's like oh shit giant baby and it just beats the shit out of him tears his head off and it's like Wah! and they're like yay baby and then it comes home with them and it lives with them and they have a giant baby oh man and then it's a sitcom that lasts like seven seasons <laughs> <laughs> and then that's pe- a better then, movie. <laughs> then people would remember this movie a lot. This this would get like a lot of press. Like, yeah, that, that's the movie where it's like a very traditional, uh, pretty serious ghost story. And then at the end, there's just this giant <laughs> baby wrestling a guy. And that's that's the thing that <laughs> I had a conversation with a friend of mine who this uh, he doesn't listen, so I think I'm safe. Uh, jerk. He he runs a comic company, and uh, and I was like. And he was having a hard time getting traction. And I was like, you know, you need to have things that, like, surprise people or freak them out. Or, you know, like, the reason that Mark Millar gets the juice that he has is because even though he's just taken these dumb stories that everyone's heard a million times, he's like, it's the Flash, but he's on crack. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. You know, and that's that's all he does. He adds one, like, aggressive, crazy element yep. to an unknown <clears throat> story. And if you don't have that in comics... And in genre films, they're very similar in that way. It's like they will be forgotten. And this movie is forgotten because it doesn't have anything big and goofy enough to really hit home an important whatever, you know? It's... I just... I wish it had something. And the the other part is, the guy tries to be Sam Raimi, and you can't be Sam Raimi in a serious movie. You have no. to be Sam Raimi in a goofball movie. And this movie has too many heavy elements and takes itself too seriously to have Sam Raimi stuff in it. I'm, I also, I'm I, looking at you, camera in the watch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I also read the director blames its lack of success on the failing 
indie video store market at the time. Nope. Which, no. no I'm not going to give him that. No, it's, I'm it's sorry. boring. The if movie the, is if boring. If this movie had some good word of mouth, yeah. they would have moved off the shelf. Like, Well, and and it's not even that. It's 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 You know what? Ignore the fact that it's boring. It's the fact that it's just not a genre film. It's not meant for the market. This, this got marketed to what would have been a grindhouse market or like people who want schlocky movies. Yep. And there were there was give us the no blood, no boobs, no monster, no nothing. There, there was a no, monster. Uh, sure, there guy was. was kind of a monster. That's uh, true. He Come did. on, I'm going to give it that. He had hillbilly teeth, and no, he was actually scary. two monsters. The David Warner monster was uh, there too, and David Warner is always great to see, and pops up in genre films all the time. It so was okay. It was awesome that we had Lee Ving in this movie. Mm-hmm. I loved seeing him, lead singer of Fear. Lee Ving was in this. Uh, A.K.A. Mr. Body from Clue. And, uh, you know, and David Warner, a.k.a. the guy who will do anything for a $50 paycheck. Yeah. And uh, and the lead actor, I I forgot his name, Paul Lamott, maybe it is. I just call him H.R. Giger because he looks just like fucking H.R. Giger. He was in a a cool episode of the 1980s Twilight Zone Hmm. that I enjoyed. So it was nice seeing him again. Yeah. I I recognized him. He's been in another Funbox movie, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, shoot, you're right. Yeah, we did something that had him in it, and I don't remember which one it was. I like that guy. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's uh, he's he's fine. He's just fine. He's and just he, fine. Yeah. And he looks like fucking H.R. Giger, so yeah. he's got that going for him. Anyway, let's talk about the movie. <laughs> Okie dokies. Even though we're going to be sorry we did. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm here already. Oh, that's because the place is so fucking hot. Yeah, well, you, you were gung-ho I, and getting I, the heater running today. <laughs> Seriously, if you at 66, this place is freezing. At 67, it's boiling. I do not know what to do with the heater in here. Sorry. Uh, anyway, okay. So the movie starts off pretty promising for a ghost movie. We've got creepy chanting children, a full moon, toy piano playing in the background. It's like, that's a fucking hat trick of horror movie cliches. It's like, we've got to... Come on, that's great. It's classic for a reason. Love it. Um... We're out in front of a diner, and a Chiron reads, three months ago. Okay. Hmm. Some guy wanders out in the street, seemingly intentionally trying to get run over, but we find out later he's just very drunk all the time. Um, And we cut inside the car to see that there's a terrified woman driving a bloody, semi-conscious man and looking out for potential pursuers, it appears. Two of these elements do not make sense once we find out what happened later on in this movie. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple lot of things that don't that don't jive with the rest of the movie. Unless they do make sense, and I'm too dumb to pick them up. But I, okay, so at the end, the the reason that we have this this uh, oh god, we can't talk about this without revealing all the secrets. It's her father. All this, <laughs> by the way, there's a sexual assault in this, so we have to get that out of the way. We're not gonna talk too much about it but i don't want to talk too much it's just it happened in the past uh, it doesn't happen in the movie but uh but it's the main focus of the movie funsies yeah i know another great choice by us <laughs> uh but but she winds up cutting the guy's fucking head off i guess and that's why I his would, ghost is headless i would love to see this freaking scene of her cutting his head off well i mean Does, we do we do see it when uh uh, so he goes to bury the child. Yeah. Uh, he he has buried, he has allegedly buried the child, uh, and she says... We see the head whack? Did I somehow miss this? Yeah, she grabs that giant cleaver. Oh. And he turns around, he's laughing, and then he goes, what? 
and just before she goes whack. No, oh, okay, I guess I. And so what we see in the car, which is allegedly after that, is yep. a guy who looks like I don't know. He got into a bar fight. He's kind of bloody. He's got like she's got blood on her hands, yeah. like on her knuckles. Okay, like she scraped her hands on something. But in no way does she look like she just got covered in the blood of someone she beheaded. And he clearly has a head. <laughs> so th- these are problems for me later on in this movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I don't know how I missed that whack. Very strange. Okay, so whatever. <laughs> um, the man wakes up and tries to strangle her. Not a thing he could do if he had no head. Uh, again. Uh, and so she's like, oh, shit. So she jumps out of the car, leaves it running. It goes into a drives into a giant rock on the side of the road. He puts his hands up in international. Oh, my God, the car's crashing. I'm going to die. Toons is the driving cat. What does he care? He's already dead. Apparently he's not. <laughs> I don't know. They changed their mind about a bunch of things in this movie. There's an ADR in the middle of this movie where it feels like they changed the idea of what it's about. Mm. There was that that line where they're like we have to find his head or else something something and that was like the only time they mention it <laughs> so yeah i don't know this movie is confusing well, we also we also complained earlier too about how the fact that like she knows who this ghost is but won't say it which probably could have saved everybody a whole hell of a lot of time it's <laughs> yeah for a for a mystery you kind of need you like a the... real reason. And in this, there's no reason. It's just because she decides to not tell him. Yeah, they don't give her amnesia or anything. It's yeah, not like she there's... can't remember. She's no, just a she, jerk. She's just holding the information back. She's she is the That's shittiest it. lead character I can I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Because she She's just complainy. She's a pickle puss all the time. Yeah. I don't get her. I don't get her motivate. I don't get why she even brought this dude into this thing. Like that's the biggest I th- problem. I thought that would be like a twist at the end, like, oh, I was luring this professor here to yep. to do something. Like, no. Nope. Like, she really wanted his help, but then wouldn't give him any freaking help once he drove all the way there. She cuts him she a- She wasn't fi- even going to let him stay the night. She cuts him a $5,000 check, and the second he shows up, she's like, get the fuck out of my house. And she just walks away without even, like, yeah. anything after that scene. Oh, that scene mm. sucks. Freaking it's- coffee cup drives me nuts. Yep, that is weird. <laughs> Again, I thought he was a ghost, but okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, she imagines uh, our main character, I guess. this Dude, what is this dissolve? The guy's doing cool stuff with film. Like, he's doing, he has, he has a lot of ideas, and he's doing a lot of things. They just, unfortunately, they don't mean anything. Well, like, this thing would mean something if these characters were connected at all. Right. But they're not at this point. Nope. She just, she. It's as though she's having one of those like those moments, like in the the high school photos. Yeah, I'm thinking of my significant other, or I'm thinking of myself in a in a Cub Scout I'm outfit or something. Thinking of a college professor who teaches classes on ghosts that I'm going to seek out three months from this day. Who's drunk and half asleep, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot about that too. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, lights go up and we, we see this guy who fades into, into frame and his, he's named David. He's our main character. He's asleep in his office and he's basically, if you didn't know later on what was going on, you would assume that he's just a drunk. Yeah. He looks, well, he looks so hungover all the time. I don't know if it's the makeup or what the guy actually looks like, or is he's just acting it. But like, if he's trying to act like hungover and sleep deprived, 
Dude's nailing it. <laughs> well, and later on, he does the universal uh, drunk hungover thing, which is using the electric razor, like the... While he's driving? The 80s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you use an electric razor in some place that's not your bathroom. Yep. Oh, man. You're he's a like, drunk. Oh, you must be a drunk. Shaving on the way to the job interview. <laughs> yep. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, okay. He's asleep in his office as Darla, who is basically the platonic ideal of a hot 80s girl. Nails yeah. it. Um, she totally nails it. And once she popped in, I just reading the box and looking at this, I thought it was going to be kind of a dry affair. Yes. And then we started. And then she came in, and she's like basically mooning the camera and giving situation, and she's bouncy. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be a fun, bouncy yeah. movie. But she's only in the whole thing for, what, five minutes or so? She comes back at the she end. She comes back at the end, but it, like she doesn't do anything. No, she like, doesn't. But it's like she gave me a ray of hope in the beginning because I liked her and she lit up the screen. Yeah, as an actress, she is the most interesting thing in the movie. Yeah, and they do not give her any chance to be there. She's the only fun thing in the movie too. Yes, because she's like she's giving this really fun Linnea Quigley in Night of the Demons yep. performance where she's just bubbly and like jokey. Hyper hyper sexualized, even in her. Some ass reason is it is all about David. She loves that old drunk. Yeah, I mean, when he calls her eventually and gets her answering machine, she's pretty much down for everybody that she meets. (laughs) She's like, unless it's about sex, and then we can talk or whatever it was. Like, (laughs) lady, calm down. Uh, Anyway, so she's David's assistant, the old drunk who looks like HR Geeker. And he goes to class where he teaches a class on ghosts. He basically explains in the class that he's a researcher in the paranormal. And we get a picture of David Warner being possessed by a ghost that will come into, you know, we'll see foreshadowing. That foreshadowing of David Warner existing later on. Uh, the class ends and Darla grabs David in the hallway and says she has a pretty intense message for him. Um. Major rejecto, dude. Major rejecto, dude. You are not going to get your grant for this bullshit pseudoscience class you teach. Because all you've done is write five papers on your dead ex-wife. And this... I've never seen... The most privileged thing I've ever seen in my entire life is a dude walking into the dean's office (laughs) and sitting down and being like, what the hell, man? I'm your number one like ghost teacher you know the class that everybody needs to graduate college that they're all gonna need when they leave and go into the real world and i have good rapport with my students of course you do you have a bullshit class that they all sleep through (laughs) like i know documentary class was great because everybody gets an a by watching the documentary but you know what they don't like you because you're a great teacher. They like you because you lighten their load. You know, <laughs> that's the one class there's no fucking homework for because ghosts don't fucking exist. <laughs> um, anyway. I don't believe in ghosts, but I know they're evil. That <laughs> <laughs> line comes up later. This is one of my favorites. She's pretty funny. Um, okay, so... Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so we find out that David is obsessed with his dead wife. He's done the five papers on her, and the school <laughs> thinks maybe you should give it a rest. You know, because seriously, how is he not? I'm gonna fired write that yet? sixth one, and it's gonna totally get me back, Grant. This, this is gonna change the world. <laughs> 
once people see my new perspective on my yeah. dead wife, it's going to change things in the I miss my of, dead wife part six of section ghostology. B. <laughs> yeah. That's going to really change it. Uh, but David goes back into his office to sulk and a woman bursts in and says, I don't believe what you said in class. All ghosts are evil. <laughs> <laughs> now come to me to come with me to the mall and we'll yeah. go to the Panda Express and get coffee. Uh which is what they do. Exactly what they do. She shows him a brochure for her bed and breakfast. And she says, I'm hearing ghosts, creaky noises, footsteps. Have any of the guests heard it? No, just me. <laughs> guests never hear anything. We later find out there are no there, guests. There hasn't been a guest. Which would have been helpful information. She's very bad at explaining anything. And David's like, let me guess. You're here to get my approval so that you can charge more for rooms that are haunted. Well, I'm tired of that. And she's like, here's a $5,000 check. And he's like, what I mean is it sounds very much like you have an interesting case that could really forward the field of paranormal science. Let me get my bags. (laughs) Uh, she's really nervous. Actually, what, what sells it is she's got bite marks in the cup and she's really nervous. She <laughs> spills her coffee. She's jittery. There's something about this whole scene that just bothered, like the coffee bothers me. Like he keeps asking her to questions and every time she asks a question, like she gets a little, it keeps doing this yep. close up of the coffee and gets a little more jittery, spills a little drop. Then finally asks like the real question, like, do you know who it is or whatever it is? Then she just like crushes the coffee cup. Yeah. With a full coffee cup spilling it everywhere. But I don't care how stressed you are. Yeah. You no. people don't do that, man. That's it's so goofy. But it's, it's like but yeah. the thing is, it would work if this was a comedy. But like it's ham handed. I'm supposed to believe that somebody's just like that twitchy that they're just gonna be like Yes. No, ah. it's it's over the top, but it, it does work to explain her situation. I feel like at least it is narratively getting across the thing we want to get across here. It's it's silly, but it does narratively function. Uh, okay. Um, but he, then she just walks out. Well, she goes for napkins. Yeah, but then just decides then, to duck. But that's like, I think, so... So who just leaves five grand with somebody and doesn't even give, like, any directions or, like, schedule a time or anything? Like, man, what... I mean, again, this is why I thought she was a ghost. Oh, because ghosts first... don't care about money. Well, because she disappeared. Oh, I because, see. Because, like, literally, it wasn't as though she walked out. They did a really good job. I, I mean, I think this is a red herring. I think it is intentional that when you have a ghost story, I you're thought constantly... we saw her walk out the door. No? No, we literally, he just looked... Look, he's like, wait, No, I thought fuck? we saw her in the crowd oh, maybe. walking away. Or maybe I was just expecting everyone's a ghost, but... <laughs> you really gotta get off the ghost kick. Yeah. <laughs> Spoken like a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Got me. <laughs> <laughs> we listened back to the podcast. It's just me it's talking just you to myself. <laughs> <laughs> like every podcast. Hey! Uh, anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, he drives to the haunted B&B and he does the, the shaving while he's driving shorthand for a guy whose life is falling apart. And uh, well, he makes a stop first at Homer's Spa. Is that really what it's called? That's really what it's called. Does he make it up? Okay. No, no, no. And this is, and again, this is actually kind of interesting because this is the place where the accident happened we saw at the beginning. Uh, He goes in and again in this way that they're kind of teasing the idea of him maybe being a ghost. 
fucking nobody talks to him. Like he mm-hmm. walks through the room like he is a ghost. He is just kind of walking in. And he's like, "Hey, they're leaving." I really liked the first fear record. The rest of them are kind of bad. Also, they're kind of homophobic, but you know, whatever. And he's like, yeah, I get that a lot. Whatever. I'm not even going to talk to you. And uh, then he keeps going. And like the people at the table don't talk to him. And then he goes up. He finally talks to the guy behind the counter, I guess, Al. That's Homer. Homer. Sorry. Yes. It's Homer Homer. Spa. It's Homer Spa. That's Homer. Talks to Homer and he says... Uh, he's like, hey, I need to, I need to find uh, whatever this place. Homestead is. House. Homestead House. That's what it is. And he, the hottest new B and B on the market. It, I mean, I no. Heard it's got, I heard it's haunted. I heard that she's not accommodating. In fact, I've heard she's about as accommodating as a whore on Judgment Day, <laughs> which took me way too long to like uh, yeah i also dwelled on that line <laughs> i just kind of like my brain just kind of shut down for a minute and i was like oh i get it like okay so she probably doesn't want to do business because that's the time when people are being judged for their sins. then your brain was like i'm just still gonna stay off this is still a fucking terrible terrible <laughs> terrible line so whatever um okay anyway uh david eventually finds the place without help from homer he didn't even need to stop no um and uh- Oh, and Homer also says she lost her head here, right? Or is that later? Oh, that's later on, I think. Oh, is that true? Okay. Homer says, yeah, when mentioning, oh, that's when the birth certificates and everything get delivered to yes. Homer for some ass reason. I don't know. Send my mail to this hotel that I'm not staying at, please. Small town <laughs> nonsense. Um, but uh, the stopover was probably just an excuse for us to see Lee Ving and know that he was threatening because we wanted to establish him because he's an important part of the movie later on. Because he's also kind of the red herring because if you're going to... Because he's obsessed with... Pickle Puss. Whatever her name is. Pickle Puss. Yeah, our main, our main <laughs> female character. And we assume... We find out that there's a rapist involved in this story and we're like, this dude. It's mm. this dude. This fucking dude. Like, if you're going to point out somebody who's going to be a criminal of any kind yep. you're like it's leaving this dude just <laughs> like reeks of some dude who's doing terrible shit uh but anyway uh david walks into the inn like kind of a dick nobody's there he just wanders through goes up into the bedroom and yeah this this blows my mind like he goes to the she doesn't answer the door so he just walks in and yeah not I'm, not just i mean i understand opening the door and be like hello anybody here but he just walks through the whole house. He goes upstairs. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. Like, going into the house, it's like, okay, sure. It's it it's is, a big house. Maybe is, maybe you open the door and it just is yell an in. Inn. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not a home. Like, the you would assume the entryway is like a, is like a foyer where you would go to sign in mm-hmm. for, your, for your room or whatever. That's not, that's not out of the ordinary. But he then wanders up into her personal bedroom. Yeah. Like, flips through stuff. I will give this movie a lot of credit for the gothic ambiance of everything. They do the lace curtain thing. There's a lot of lace curtains blowing in the wind. It looks it looks really nice. Yep. And uh, and there's a really good scene of the wind blowing a book and the pages are flipping as though some as though a ghost nah, is reading it. And nice. there's there's some cool little little ideas because a ghost is reading it. Uh, or a ghost at least picks it up. Yeah, I don't really know. But either way, (laughs) um, so 
yeah. Uh, Eventually, she finds him. She walks in on him sniffing her underwear. But, okay, no, she's got. Yeah, there's a there's a paper where she's circled a bunch of shit in the classifieds, yeah. but she's covered it up with like a lace pink nighty. Yeah. And David moves it, and instead of like pushing it aside like a sane, normal, not weirdo, not creepo, he has it in his hand when she walks in, and instead of like putting it down, he's like. Hi. Hi. And just keeps it in his hand. And basically... And then she walks away and he starts inspecting it. (laughs) Creepo. Fucking creepo. Anyway. um, But yeah. She's like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, she is rip shit that he is there. Yeah. She is rip shit that the guy she gave $5,000 to to help her showed up to help her. Yep. She is so mad about that. he's kind of, you know, barging in and walking around, which is kind of weird. But at the same time, like, she never demands her money back. Which is odd. I mean, if it, she's that pissed, like, <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was like you are a creep, like, like if she was mad that he was like fondling her yeah. silky under things or whatever. Like, is that the deal? Because I mean, it was fairly clear that he wasn't doing that. If he was yes. like sniffing them or something, which well, I in feel they should have made him do that. Yeah, he should have done something <laughs> weird. Yeah, because if that was or the something case, or something that could have been construed like he. She came in and it looked like that, but it wasn't. Some, Wouldn't that have been cool? That, yeah. Like, then... Then it's like, oh, you're not the guy I thought you really were. Get out, please. Yeah, like, yeah. But instead, it's just like, oh, you came to help me. Fuck off. If she had if she had even just said, you fucking creep. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. And he was like, but no. I was, I was just looking at the classified ads that you had circled here and... <laughs> mm, I mean, whoa, I, could I wear it? I mean, not wear it. I don't want to wear it. I, <laughs> could I wear you, your skin? I don't mean your skin. <laughs> I just want to stay the night. <laughs> I want that scene so bad right now. <laughs> but uh, no, instead she just acts totally crazy for no reason. And just like at the restaurant, she just walks away. Yeah, she She's walks like, away. oh, okay, we're in the middle of something. Bye. And uh, and so and he's like, she's beautiful. I want her so bad. She's all bitchy and weird. <laughs> I guess he's into that sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> she says, I'm so sorry you made the trip for no reason. He's like, I'm not going to make it back tonight. I've got no choice but to stay here. She's like, OK, you could stay one night. And he's like, and I'm hungry. OK, and you can eat my food. <laughs> and so they start. She makes food. She makes like a really nice dinner for them. He gets creeped out because she's serving venison. He's like, I'll eat that a cow steak. Oh my god, it's deer. Oh Yeah, yeah, he acts like he, he acts like he's eating a person. Bro. She's like, Oh, do you like the steak? Yes, I love it. Oh, most people don't like venison. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. I'd, like that joke would work if it was a skunk snake steak. You know what I mean? Like, most people don't enjoy yeah, squirrel steak. Skunks get hit all the time out front here and I just probably you don't even smell it when you're eating them. Like that that would work then. Why are you freaked out about venison, bro? <laughs> I'm really gonna miss that cat. Um <laughs> Ooh, a stunk skunk steak is hard to say. Skunk steak. If, skunk if it was a thing, I would have I would call it skake. Skake. Yes. <laughs> or skink. Anyway, uh, okay, so uh, David calls Darla and gets her way too horny answering machine message <laughs> and sends her out to research the previous owners of the inn uh, while he's talking to some, while he's talking to her, some dude in a pickup, which we later learn is Lee Ving, pulls up and they have a, he and... Pickle puss. Pickle puss. Have an angry back and forth yelling at each other. 
and that's sort of going on in the background. We don't hear any of the words that they're saying, but we know that there's some sort of confrontation going on. But it's not bad enough that he feels like he needs to go outside. He's just kind of no. watching it. And uh, so then we uh, we cut to the kitchen where she's viciously cleaning a cleaver, which we found out later is the thing she cut her dad's head off with. So that's kind of weird uh, that she's still cooking with it. Anyway, uh, she sends David out for wood. He cuts some wood and we hear crying children in the wind. Then we cut to a pleasant dinner. And it turns out that her Airbnb has a lovely table for two people. (laughs) She's just just opening it. She didn't think this far ahead. (laughs) I feel like she may not have planned very well. That kitchen has like one tiny table in it and it only seats two people. Uh, well, it's a it's a romantic getaway if you go there. Maybe she charges a hell of a lot of money. Who knows? Uh, okay, she serves him wine. Did you understand what was going in, on in this scene? Because I could not figure it out. To Probably save not. My life. What's up? Okay, they're having dinner. Yep. She serves him wine, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh yeah, look over there," and he pours the wine into her ficus. Oh yeah, I did not get that. And then it's like. And then she, then he drops a fork on the floor to distract her, to like, as though he's distracted, and she's about to pour her wine in the ficus, and he catches her, and he's like, "Aha, I see what's going on." And it's like, "But I don't, like, but I don't either." Do, the and viewer then, doesn't know what's going and on. And then five minutes later, they're like, "Let's play a drinking game." Like, why are you dumping your drinks if you're just gonna play a drinking game? But she's not going to drink. Only he drinks. She wants him drunk for reasons I cannot possibly understand. But he wants... I understand why he wants her to tell him things. Yeah, and Because she refuses to fucking tell him anything when all she wants him to do is research this fucking haunting. Yeah, but he wants to get drunk because he says... So why is he even... Did you... I don't know. I don't understand I don't any of it. They play quarters. This is a. It's. it's God, how why gets, are they playing quarters? There's just two of them. Like what? The only reason that this is happening is because the premise that she's not the the conceit that she refuses to talk to him about the situation is so flimsy that they need to make these tiny little bottlenecks where they can squeak out tiny little bits of information because if you if. If like moment one when they met, she said, uh, I was raped by my father. I killed him. Uh, he buried my child in the backyard. Uh, and uh, and now I'm haunted. They would have gone, oh, we just need to find where it is. Bring the baby to consecrated ground. And uh, Damn, things com- over. Coming in hot with a spoiler. Son. Yeah, sorry. But I mean, <laughs> but, but that's the thing. She knows everything. Yeah. She's not. She isn't having. And you even could have had her have a memory problem where yeah. she's blocking it out, but she's not blocking it out. She knows what's she's going on. She's just a jerk. She's just like just because the story is in the only reason there's a movie is because she doesn't say it. Yeah, and there's no reason for her not to say it. <sighs> okay. <Grr>. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So uh, we find out uh, some things. You know they trickle out a couple of little dumb ideas um we i could not believe this shot one of the the most unbelievable thing it was like practically a spinning paper straight out of the 20s it's like time passes fucking goes over to the clock like we're in a like 1940s <laughs> and the clock just general's hospital yeah. and the clock what <laughs> 
I seriously, the only time I've ever seen that is in like a uh, like a general hospital in black and white. Yeah, you know, like that is not a or modern. Looney Tunes. Maybe Looney Tunes, but yeah. like to show the passage of time, that is cuckoo. Um, they get crazy with the clocks in this one. They man. do. There's, I mean, again, there's so much. He tries so hard and he does so many cool things, and there are so many. Listen, as I've said a million times before, making a movie is fucking hard. Yeah. It is impossibly difficult to make a movie and to make a movie on this level when I when I criticize a movie as much as I am that is at the level that this is, you're literally talking about professional baseball players basically at this point. It's like this pro ball player sucks. <laughs> Let me just say, he sucks for a pro ball player. Yeah. He managed to make a cohesive story like the scenes look cool. He had cool angles, the lighting, like everything. It just, it's really good. It's just boring. Yes. That's the only problem. And the story is annoying in places because of choices that were made. And it's also and the, the, and the story, the story, things. I don't think the story is that boring. I think right. once you get to the meat of it at the end and you start filling in the, that's when it gets boring. Cause then you're just yeah. like, wait, what? Why did then nothing make sense when you're just like, Right. Why didn't she just drop these knowledge bombs in the second, in the first part? Except, and ugh. that's it. And that's. But like I you think said, there wouldn't why... be a movie if she didn't. But there's no reason for it. So then it right. just makes you angry. It makes you angry. And that's I think what is at the heart of why I don't enjoy this movie is the fact that it is so close to being a good movie. Like it's, all the potentials it, there. Like this movie had such a potential to be like a legitimately good movie, and it's just because of like maybe five choices that were just little things that could have gone either way. And at the time, if I was making the choices, I would have gone, no, fucking flip a coin. And he made the mistake and it just unfortunately fucked the movie. (laughs) As far as I can tell, that's just how it feels to me. So like, I don't really blame him for creative choices. It's just annoying. When you get to that point, you're like, yep. Movie (laughs) do better. And I mean, like, because you're not this annoyed at the room. You're not this annoyed at a movie that's like incompetent. Mm-hmm. You get this annoyed at a movie that is at a high level of competency and then just makes what seems like obvious mistakes. That's why I think personally. Yes. Um, okay. Like, I was never mad at uh, Lamageddon. No. You know what I mean? Like, you're mad at this because it has so much potential. Not living up to potential. <laughs> See me after class. Um, okay. He, uh, he reveals his tragic loss of his wife in an accident. Or was it an accident? She killed herself with sleeping pills because she had a stillborn baby. They have something in common. Oh, the pieces are all fitting together. Uh, he says he's going to crash and through a beautiful fucking edit. That was good. This, like, I mean beautiful that was like yep holy shit you cannot you can't take it away from that thing he basically looks like he's falling out of his chair and he falls directly into bed Woo! yep that was a one of my second favorite transitions in a like one of my top five i would say in one of these yeah it was great shitty movies number one blood-sucking pharaohs in pittsburgh when a when a taxi goes past i've never seen that movie great it's a great movie. Well, I mean, it's a great crappy yep. movie, but it has one of the best edits I've ever seen. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So he wakes up in the middle of the night to see the lady 
that he's staying with digging in the garden. He's still drunk, so he's like, fuck this, this doesn't concern me, and goes back to sleep. <laughs> uh, in the morning, we get what points to where this movie could have gone if we had done this as a fun, silly, dumb horror movie. Oh, we had, we had the eggs? We're so close. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eggs. Exactly. In the morning, he's hanging out in the kitchen drinking coffee, and he dro- he opens the refrigerator to get some milk for his coffee, and he drops an egg on the floor, and he's like, Whoops. wait a minute, there's no eggs in the refrigerator. He looks over at the table, the eggs are over on the table in a little basket, and then one of them floats up <laughs> and then smashes on the ground, and he's like, well, that's strange. Eggs don't normally do that. And then he's like, I'm going to examine this closer. Smash! Egg hits him in the egg face. Egg flies up and hits him in the face, but... We don't see no. the impact, so it's just like we see the egg fly, and then we just see his face like covered in Plastered egg, stirred with egg, and it looks hilarious. It is hilarious. It is. It is. <laughs> his face is like because it's so like it's so what a makeup artist does yeah. to make it look like you got hit with egg, so that they can have continuity for repeated shots. Because there's like like little pieces of shell, shell everywhere glue, like spirit yeah. gum to his face in specific places <laughs> i wish he wore that for the whole rest of the movie <laughs> you know that's yet another thing that could have salvaged this movie for me okay um he's like well fucking a we got our poltergeist moment and yep. so he's like let's let's uh let's haunting of hill house this shit bust out all the ghosting equipment that and we so won't do anything with he's like let me just get this three van loads of computer equipment that yep. I stuck in the trunk of my convertible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. It's, well, I guess it, I do do something with it. They do his see trunk's the, like a TARDIS. They do see the headless yeah. ghost walking down the stairs, which is so cool. He's got some great computer imaging yes. software, too. That's so fun. Uh, anyway, okay, so... Uh, she's mad about this because, of course, she is. She's like, why did you bring computer equipment? I gave you $5,000 to stay in this house and eat food. That's all. And he's like, there's a ghost, and I'm going to do something about it. And then they hear something outside. There's a creaky screaming noise outdoors. And they go outside, and an axe weirdly flies through the air. And this effing scene. <laughs> yeah, they hear the noise. They go outside. They look straight ahead and see nothing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden this axe, the same axe he was kidding, flies up and goes right into the post of the porch. Yep. And we find out it's thrown by Lee Ving. Do we? Yes, he, he snickers away and runs I away mean, afterwards. I, that's the thing is that he we see that he's snickering and that he's out there. I didn't know that those scenes That was an I just threw an axe snicker. How is... Is he... Like, is he Thor? Yes, f- that's what I'm saying. Like, he would he would have... For them not to have seen him throw that axe, he had to be a football, he would have been like a football away. field away. But he, but he's not. What? So like, what? Like, how do they not see that? And Lee Ving is crushing over Pickle Puss this whole time. Yes, I mean he is also a big drunk. So like, maybe he didn't take it into consideration. But like, are you a professional axe thrower? You just lobbed an axe at two people. I still, I like, still. That seems like a. That seems doesn't seem like his shtick. He's constantly going over there talking. He's like, I'm gonna go go fix her pipes. Although, oh yeah, I'm just gonna chuck an axe at her house too. Show, 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 that'll that'll endear me to her. I gotta say, uh, leaving does not strike me as somebody who knows uh, <laughs> what maybe what females want out of their <laughs> out of their love interests. 
He doesn't seem to have that ability to discern. But whatever. Um, if if that is him and not a ghost, fine. But the, it does. It was him. There's no reason we to show s- him if it wasn't him. Like then it would just be the ghost, and they're like, who knows where the axe came from? It was a ghost. Yeah. No. Since I showed him, it's got to be him that chucked the axe. How would they not see him? That's all. That's what makes me mad. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Uh, let's see. They have a really boring conversation in the living room. Which one? The one where they're just sitting there while a ghost floats a record out and puts it on the turntable. And his reaction to proof of the supernatural is like, oh, see? Yep. He just put on Fleur de Lis. Pretty cool. Classic ghost move. Classic ghost. <laughs> Um, Ghosts love classical. Also, does this dad seem like he's a big classical fan? No, and this was another thing that bothered me. Because this is the start of the nightly cycle. Yes. Where the dad puts on the record, he grabs the book, you know what I mean? We we see him do this in yep. physical form later on. But, like, how much more effective would this scene be if he just put on some 70s rock? You know what I mean? They found, like, a cool song or some, you know what I mean? Like, a, or an eerie old rock folk song. Something that just... Because him putting outlaw on outlaw ba- country, yeah, this something guy's like that. An outlaw country guy. Him putting on what's that? Mozart. Yes. Yeah. Just uh, Beethoven. Or Beethoven. Yeah. Who cares? Hey, just him putting on that doesn't. Whichever one was the work. big dog. Yeah. That irritated Charles Grodin. Okay, that's Beethoven. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's the one. Uh, yeah, it's stupid. It's it's really weird. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I mean, put on an eerie. Sure, folk like, song or something. Yeah, that, like an Appalachian kind something of thing. that he would actually listen to. Yeah. Maybe some Ozark Mountain Daredevils. They're always fun. Sure, I mean, probably don't want to bring the whole incest hillbilly thing to a. I think they're trying to avoid that that angle, but whatever. Uh, okay, so yeah, <laughs> she says it's begun, as if the floating fucking record didn't give it yeah. away. Uh, but we see, we hear footsteps clumping up the stairs. And they follow and breathe hard in the dark for like fucking ten minutes. Oh my mm. god! Uh, and he talks to it. He talks to the ghost, and then the door slams. And here is another problem with this movie. Um, this happens in a lot of movies where you have like a super cool main character. It's it's the Conjuring movies suffer from this too, where it's like. I'm like the superhero supernatural guy and it's like something fucking terrifying is happening and he's like yeah you know that happens let me explain it away and it's like stop if you're not scared of this I'm not scared of this yep you're telling me how to react be afraid yeah if you're just like bro you know what it's no big deal it's like then okay, then okay. I'm not gonna be fucking I'm not scared concerned at all anymore this stuff could be scary Yep. If he would react like, like if anybody was giving us any kind of fucking fear reaction. Yep. But he's just like, wow, this is neat. Even she who keeps talking about it doesn't even care. She doesn't care. She's yet. like, oh, it's begun again. <laughs> yep. Watch it. I got the record. Uh, cue the book. Oh, yep. Cue the fireplace. This and, thing again. And the boot stomps. Yep. And out the front door. And we out c- to bury baby. Bye. <laughs> we cut to the we we uh, cut to the computer and we see this hilarious graphic. I love that. Of like of someone walking up the stairs and it's like 
we you... would have so much proof of ghosts if the ghost shit worked like that. It's so good because, like, especially because, like, what it looks like, it looks like a pair of pants walking up the stairs. Yeah. Like, what they're imaging well, is the just the headless ghost vector vector program. Yeah, 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 yeah. Adobe released that in mm. the in the early nineties. It proved ghosts everywhere. <laughs> that's why. That's why we all know that ghosts are real, <laughs> and we all know the true religion, which is. Uh, anyway, okay, that's so, the one. That's the one. Uh, okay, so. Um, Iris doesn't remember who the person is, or does she? Oh, she does. <laughs> so he's gonna hypnotize her. Oh boy! <laughs> comes your shot. Here comes the best shot in the movie that is annoying. Uh, we see the <laughs> we see from behind the face of the watch. We have all the numbers and the dial and everything, and the camera swings back and it's, forth. It's like being inside Michael Myers' mask, only he's inside the it's, stopwatch. So we see all the backwards numbers. We look out, and it's it's such a good shot, but it also means nothing. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like I respect the effort. Yes, absolutely. But man, it's just like once you see it, you're like, okay. All right, get off this. <laughs> That's some silly shit. Uh, okay, so um, he takes her back to the night the spirit first appeared. She says uh, he called her name, so she recognized him. She still refuses to say who it is because there's too much pain. And she starts screaming as if she were confronting her killer. Maybe mm. she's a ghost, but she's not. Anyway, uh, next day, David goes to the local convenience store to pick up his over- overnight express package. Because he got it delivered there. And he starts looking at the deeds and whatnot and is ignoring the old man who is literally telling him everything he needs to know about this mm. situation. He could have just asked the old dumbass, but instead he orders this stuff away. And about halfway through, he's like, uh, maybe I should be paying attention to this complete <laughs> history of the house yeah. that this old man is telling me. He's like, eh, two spinsters built it. They lived there and they died there. Blah, blah, blah. He tells David about the car crash where someone was decapitated. You know, like, he's, well, he says that. But again, we saw her swing a yeah. fucking meat cleaver at his neck. So, no, I refuse. I refuse to believe that maybe he was decapitated. Maybe she didn't lop the head fully off, and then the car crash finished the job. Sure. I feel like a lot of this is pasted together. That ADR, when when they're like, we have to find his head. It's like, <laughs> that makes me feel like a lot of that was kind of mm, not right. But whatever. Shopkeeper makes a dumb vampire joke about him carrying garlic or whatever. <laughs> Uh, David asks for a plumber snake to fix the water pump at the inn, and the shopkeeper asks like him, like he just looks at him, and he's like... yeah. Did you just ask me for the keys to the Pharaoh's crypt? <laughs> There's a curse on it. Or like, oh, you want an ignition switch for yeah. an atom bomb? My God, no. no. I, crazy. It's as if he knew that the severed head was in the fucking water pump. Yeah. I ah! think this scene, I think he just didn't want, I think he didn't realize that he was staying there. And then once he realized he was staying there, that's like the not cool thing to do because because she his sucks son, so much because his son is into the lady. Is that his son? That is his son. Lee Bing's his son. His kid. Yes. What? Yeah. Oh, how did I miss that? I miss a lot of things in this movie. Hey, I missed a lot of things too. But yeah, Lee Bing is is the is the guy's son. Okay. 
That's why he doesn't mind when he walks over the bar and takes yep. a beer later on. Yep. Okay, I thought that was just like because he needed two six packs of beer to go, to go install yeah. a water pump. Uh, okay, so well, I mean, they're gonna, he, he's gonna. She's known for playing quarters, so he's got to have lots of drink for that. After. Good, good point. You want to be you want to be <laughs> wicked drunk when you start playing quarters. <laughs> um, that way you die. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, for leaving, eh, wouldn't be such a loss. Anyway, uh, on his, listening to this too. Oh, I don't mean leaving the actual person. <laughs> I mean the actor. Uh, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the character. Uh, I mean leaving. I mean leaving. <laughs> I mean that, that. Some of those fucking fear songs are really fucking misogynistic and really fucking homophobic. Uh, I have a feeling that he's changed his tune since then. But you know, oh, good for it him. was the seventies. Maybe he's learned some things since then. I haven't. Yes, you have. I know. <laughs> Were you even born in the seventies? I was not. I didn't think so. Anyway, uh, okay, so. <laughs> Uh, leaving hits him in the face with the door on the way out. Yeah, bonk. And, and we assume he goes unconscious, and when he wakes up, he's at the inn. And he's got like a bloody nose. He's got a bloody nose. They're like in the they're in the bathroom at the inn, and she's taking care of him. Uh, and we also see him looking at pills. We know that his wife killed him killed herself with pills oh this part cracked me up because yeah she was getting a band-aid for him and ended up knocking out the prescription bottle and he just picks it up and starts reading it like could you imagine doing that at somebody's no, house like I can't oops i dropped my meds oh what'd you take in neat <laughs> neat you want to trade yeah <laughs> i've got go, some good ones go grab too. my pharmacy bag oh uh, yeah that yeah, was weird dude she's this guy like, just sucks man he's like sniffing her her nightgown, he's looking at her pills yeah. right in front of her. Like, this guy has no ethics. Oh, and later on, it gets worse. Uh, so, okay, she's like, we all the fucking, uh, all the Ghostbuster shit starts going nuts, and she's like, no one must know, <laughs> which is just ridiculous writing. But yeah. uh, David follows a spooky glow into the attic, and toys start floating around, and a Victorian baby carriage rolls past. <laughs> Like the child that it's it's like you're going through a haunt, and also it is like you're going through a haunt, and it's like oh, all of the baby's toys and everything, and it's like no, she gave birth, and he killed the baby instantly. Instantly. So no, unless they unless Unless she went on a gigantic toy shopping spree. This this might have been. She might have also had like a yeah, (laughs) fucking a, fucking a, whatever. Anyway, so. Um, she passes out. She oh uh, oh, this cracked me up too. Yeah, she this cracked me up. She, well, she no, commits suicide. No, it's, no but it's like, but, but she she walks up there and she says, "No one must know." And yeah, holding the pill, holding the pill bottle, and she's like, "No one must find the truth." But I die now. Clunk, clunk. and she just falls. Like if she was committing suicide, she's like, "I just got to go up to that attic and just drop a drop a one liner before I go." Got to make <laughs> like, sure what. Uh, we also find out that the adoption information is there for baby Norwood. <gasps> Wait, her name is Norwood. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course it's baby Norwood. Yeah. Wait a minute. But no. Wait, what, why is this significant? <laughs> it shouldn't be. Anyone. Anyway, because there's uh, no baby. Yes. Okay, so it turns out she's taken a buttload of Valium, but David got her to the hospital in time for them to pump her stomach, get it out of her system, and then David gets super fucking lucky here because uh he finds the one doctor 
who has like I don't know she was playing with a nail gun and she put a nail into her head into the place that allows patient confidentiality and all HIPAA right out the window and she's like oh you mean the rape yeah what (laughs) she mentions this like private unbelievably private information to a complete fucking stranger and she's like oh I'm sorry I thought you were family that doesn't make it a difference. No, that that makes it almost worse. <laughs> like, if she wants it confidential, she wants it confidential. Fucking yeah. shut the fuck up, lady. <laughs> you are bad at your job. And she's like, you'll never get any more information yeah. out of me. And it's like, unless some other random person that you've never met before comes up and talks to you. <laughs> and in which like, case, you'll volunteer anything. He's like, you've treated her before, right? I saw your name on a pill bottle. She's like, yes. Oh yeah, that's what I wrote of the script for. Boop 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 yeah, boop yeah. boop boop. <laughs> oh neat. You are a bad nurse. You are. She's a doctor, but she's oh, a yeah. bad doctor. Anyway, um, okay, so uh, he lies and says he's from the adoption agency, and he's like, I just wanted to find out. Who- a, he's quick on his feet with that lie. Mm, he's good at lying, and he's like, uh, yeah, we just wanted to know the name of the <laughs> father. And she's like, you'll never get any any confidential information out of me, except for the stuff that you got already. <laughs> that was a new <laughs> that was, that on my was a part. That gimme. That was, yeah, that <laughs> part's a gimme. The rest of it, nope, because she doesn't know it. Nobody knows who the father is. Um, but he goes out into the hallway, calls his assistant on a payphone, and Lee Ving comes in holding flowers. Yeah, he's again gonna... pushing the idea that he's the criminal. He's the one that did this. He's the assailant. You know, like it wasn't pushing that idea. It was pushing the idea that he's still trying to. So my question here, it still doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, no, she, she was hurt and in the hospital from the suicide attempt, and he was coming to bring her flowers. How the hell would he know that she was in the hospital? This, yeah, this happened seconds ago. This, <laughs> yeah, he drove her to the hospital from the inn, like it's how, a small town. Yeah, it doesn't Dude, make sense. I don't know. And but Lee Ving just gets all pissed and throws his flowers in the laundry cart and he's like ah, I guess this guy's still after him which doesn't like th- that doesn't ring true to the person that I think he is like I would see him throwing the flowers so he doesn't look weak but then he would come over grab David and beat the crap out of him <laughs> he's already hit him in the face with a door well, once that, that would be a fun movie oh right that would be a fun version of this movie would be him getting into a fight with him and threatening him um so you still think he'd deliver the flowers? Be like, dude, this guy has been bugging you so much you tried to off yourself. I'm here with flowers. Yeah, I'm yeah. obviously the guy you should be with. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> da- yep. David uh, goes in to visit her, and she's instantly forgiven him for all of the terrible things that he's doing, and holds his hand. Maybe she's still got a little bit of Valium in her system, <laughs> so she's not thinking clearly. But he's like, I, I just want to know who the who the father is. And that I don't understand. What's up? Why? Why does he care? Why does it matter? Who the father is? Yeah. Because, I mean, all of this is factoring into what's haunting the house. What is her motivation at this point? Her, uh, he, hers? Yeah, hers. Oh, God, I don't know, man. She, I don't know what her motivation is. She lured is. this guy out there yeah. to help, then fought him every step of the way. Right. And he's trying to figure out information about the baby because I guess that so seems important. Like, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. She didn't talk about it. It's not like the 
the baby could be all grown up and moved out for all we know, right? Right, exactly. We don't we don't know about the yeah, we don't know anything at this point. So Lee Ving is at the bar acting like a total psycho and he's like you know, I don't understand. I've done everything. I threw an axe at her. I knew, uh, <laughs> she still doesn't love me. Uh, and and his dad's like, well, you know, she's been bitching about that water pump. Maybe you go fix that and she'll love you. And he's like, what is it, two in the morning? Perfect. I'll go out there and I'll fix her water pump. Drunk as a fucking skunk <laughs> at two in the morning. This is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies love that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ladies. To be fair, that is an idea a drunk person would I guess. carry out. I can't imagine. I've done some pretty stupid things. <laughs> I've never a- fixed anybody's stranger's water pump, but... I don't feel like I've en- ever done anything that helpful when I was drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I wish people... I wish that was what people did when they got drunk. Instead of, like, getting into bar fights and shit, they yep. just go out and repair stuff. Yeah. Oh man, there's a, real, there's a pothole on Route Three. I really need to fix. I'm fucking wasted. I got a, <laughs> I got a bucket of soap and a garden hose. Who wants me to wash their car? <laughs> this is a much better world. Anyway, so I'm gonna clean your clock. I, I mean, really, I've got some jewelry polish here. I want, I want to polish up your watch and make it all shiny. And- so, so he grabs two six packs to get him through fixing this fucking water pump. Yeah, and then David is back at the inn doing complex computing, and we see the amazing imaging system putting together the ghost on the on the computer on this fucking Tandy fucking three eighty six. But um, at with the, the same, digital wand, yes. At the same time, he's doing that. Iris is doing her log lady impersonation. She's sitting by the fucking fire holding a log. And I was like, that has to be him. that. Come on. You can't do that unintentionally. She's just sitting there cradling a log. Well, when was she twin? Looked, when was twin peaks? When was this? This I was like 89. Was, seems like, Oh wow. This no. may have been before. Do you think that this, that twin peaks was an homage to this terrible movie? Yes. Without this, there would not be any <laughs> twin peaks. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Um, Big, if true, and only and only here. No, <laughs> no, nowhere else will ever will ever make that claim. Um, okay, so finally, <laughs> the directors will send me. He's like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna go see the <laughs> fuck out of Twin Peaks right now." <laughs> finally, a real actor shows up at this point. Ah, oh, David uh, Warner. Hi, David Warner. He cashed his fifty dollar check, and yep. he is here. He comes to stay the night. He is a psychic medium. Uh, we saw that black and white photo from the beginning. It's all coming together. All the puzzle pieces are fitting. Everything fits. Yep, like a like a Swiss watch that we're <laughs> filming from behind from the, the from the of. inside. Yes. <laughs> uh, and we also notice here that he is a literal foot and a half taller than our main actor. And so, our first scene together with them, they had not really thought that through very well. And it is tough to get them in. Like, <laughs> they seem very unbalanced in, yeah. the, in the first frame. Uh, but then they, they figure that out eventually. Um, so David Warner accuses him of being in love with Iris cause he's psychic. So he knows these things. Yeah. How, how is he in love with her? Yes. <laughs> this, 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 he's got an abuse kink. This bothers me so no, much he, because this is a not dude who has a kink for being abused by people who do not want him to be there. I guess, man. That is th- seriously, there's only one way and that is the only way this makes any fucking sense. Yep. That is it. Um I don't understand why anybody wants this girl. She's just she's 
yes. not pleasant. She is very unpleasant to be around. Um, I mean, she's had a pretty fucking awful life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay. Now David Warner is sitting in the haunted Barca <gasps> lounger. <Whoa. laughs> I wouldn't sit there if I were you. When Darla arrives at the door, uninvited. Well, that sets Picklepuss off big time. Because she's super hot. Yeah. So she's not having that either. Um, and so, luckily, this big blow up where she's like, finally this new person shows up and Iris is like, everybody get the fuck out. Yeah. Leave, leave. And then David Warner's like, everyone shut up. I'm a real actor. <laughs> uh and we're, we're going gonna... to do things my way. And everyone's like, eh, you're the only one with gravitas. We'll fucking like, listen to you, okay. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Real actor talking. I guess we just have to do what he says. And uh, they do. They just yeah. they're like, we're having a seance. And she's like, nah, I don't want to do any of this, but David Warner asked me to. And again, dude, you wanted help with this project. This whole thing started because you went to dude's college college yep. lecture i guess you just you know on your off day did a bitch of a drive what they refer to it as in this movie yep. to a stranger's college like can you even just go to a college lecture like that if you're not even in school i mean you, you certainly can't in. now yeah yeah now uh yeah you would have to audit it you'd have to actually specifically she got the whole her. ball rolling on this thing and then won't give anybody any info and fights everybody every step of the way yep. like what, what these people are only here because of you yep and why are you all mad at them uh, she is a pain in the butt. It's totally. Um, so they do. And everybody the, loves her. And everybody <laughs> loves everybody her can't. for it. They lust after her so hard. Uh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, leaving that might just be one of those like dangerous weirdo obsessions where if she spent any time with him, she, he'd be like, "Oh, I guess we don't have anything in common." <laughs> okay. Wait, you don't like drinking until you throw up? Why was I pursuing this? <laughs> do you not like? Water pump maintenance at 3 a.m. <laughs> loaded. Oh, well, it's kind of my thing. <laughs> the only thing I'm into. <laughs> I guess we have nothing in common. Uh, I guess I'm going to go bother the other woman in town. Uh, anyway, David Warner calls the spirit, and we get some haunted house effects tape bullshit here. <laughs> it's like rattling chains. <laughs> if there had been like... <laughs> There's literally, there's literally a sound like that. There's literally a ghost going, and rattling chains. Yep. If there had been a witch cackle and then a fucking cat screeching. Door, door thud. Door It'd be just like that Halloween sound effect tape that we all had when we were a yeah. kid. Yeah. It's then, bad. It is. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, a transparent headless figure steps out of the fireplace. Okay, I want to give it to the movie. This, this cool. is cool. This is a cool visual. I've never seen like a headless ghost like this well i mean i guess you could call sleepy hollow that sure. but i mean like this outside, go- outside of a scooby-doo episode yeah this, there is a there is a headless ghost that's on an yeah. endless repeating pattern every night yeah it's kind of cool it is cool um uh he's he walks around the entire table and everybody gets a moment to say something witty yep. about the ghost uh mostly the the assistant says witty stuff uh if you touch me i'm gonna end you or something like that and uh which is funny because he's a ghost and he finally gets over to david warner and possesses him and he's like ah there is my there's my <laughs> psychic body i like to live in i was like only one of these people is going to be able to act well enough to get my message across and that's david warner uh he does some automatic writing on a piece of paper 
but it's backwards. Because <gasps> he's from some sort of mirror dimension. They put it up to the mirror and it says, Iris is mine. Uh, <laughs> David asks the name of the spirit. He says, Kurt Norwood. And uh, they ask if it's her husband and she avoids the question. And she says, no, it's nobody. It's nobody. Lady, come on. Yep. We got a ghost right here that we're seeing, and the only reason we're here is because of you. Spill the beans already. Yep. So uh, Warner gets some cool makeup and contacts. Yeah, and good sport he is. He is. I can't believe he did that for whatever yeah. they paid him to be in this. Um, I mean, they might have paid him a lot. Yeah. I mean, it, I would assume a lot of these low-budget things like this... A, a lot of the budget just goes to that. goes to the one guy. Yep. Like, that's there for two days and just puts their name on the fucking thing. So, it, it could have been a lot of money, so that might be why. For, you know, and they get to do two days of work for a big paycheck. So, yeah. it's, I understand why people make these movies like that, but, eh. Poor David Warner. He probably could have been Severus Snape if he'd just played his cards right. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, uh, so, uh, turns out... Uh oh, he she says, "Where is it?" It yeah, and he says, "You know because you killed it." it. Why wouldn't you say he? Yeah, and again, this is just that annoying thing where it's like it's very clearly you're obfuscating for the sake of obfuscating. There's no reason why a human being in this situation would not refer to the child as it. You know, because they're trying to be like, oh, you're talking about his head. You killed my head. (laughs) No, no. Uh, Whatever. Turns out that's her dad. We never saw it coming unless you've seen a movie before. (laughs) Um, So he proceeds to try to choke the life out of Iris, throws David across the room like a rag doll, uh, and then unpossesses David Warner and walks back into the fireplace. Uh, we get a, cold. We get a red dissolve into the ambulance, carrying everyone out of the house except for David and Iris. It's not over, except it's over for David Warner because David Warner's on the gurney. He's like, "All right, I'll see y'all. It's been a pleasure working with y'all. I'm out this, of the movie now. This Bye. has been great. I'm sorry I can't do any. I can't do any autographs for any of you. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's been really nice meeting you all. Keep uh, it surreal. What whatever your names are. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Please don't ever call me again. Uh, turns out they were looking for both his head and a baby leaving uh, because they say something weird like he can never if he ever finds his head again something 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 he'll get see what the hell why would that be a thing like what's not why is the dad even back like that it bothers me that they didn't give the dad any backstory that he didn't you know practice dark arts or anything to right. lead up to like how he's still exactly. around or why it's like oh, I knew I could only kill his power in the afterlife by severing his head. Like, we don't get any of that. They don't set up any of that. They don't give us any of that. They just... And that kind of stuff would be helpful for making it creepier, and that kind of stuff would make it make more sense. Yes. Because uh, there's... I mean, it would only take a few words, too, where you could just say, you know, if if he finds his head, then he can break the cycle. If he's reunited with his head, then this constant cycle of him doing the same thing over yep. and over again will end or whatever. Yeah. And because and what winds up happening is that I I think that they just kind of throw some ADR in there to, to make that make sense. 
But, you know, Lee Ving finds his head here. And it's been preserved incredibly well well, for the I, three months that it's been well, in the you, water pipe. You said that, but I don't know if that's true or not, because it it when when he gets reunited with the head, you see the head melting in the bag on the ground, and then it like zaps into him. Like I don't think he's actually got the head on or he's his actual body's back. It like makes a ghost No no no. When Lee Ving finds it, yeah. he pulls it out of the drain and you see a mannequin head. Oh gotcha. Oh it that's what you're talking about. Up, oh okay. I thought you meant I thought you meant his head on the is, all the skin yeah. is on it, the hair is attached. Well it was underwater. That would a, make it worse. In a pipe that never leaked when he busted it open. I hope they weren't drinking that water. They dude. <laughs> this wasn't in the drain. He said water pump. Pumping the water in the house. So Yes. They've been drinking headwater for... They've been drinking headwater. For three months? Three months of headwater. But luckily, he doesn't melt. What the F? That doesn't make any sense. Mm. I didn't even think of that. Now I'm even more mad. Delicious headwater. Mm, headwater. <laughs> it's like tea made out of human brains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bottled water's big right now. We should sell Funbox Monster Podcast headwater. Yes. Just sever someone's head and... With the, the, the this guy's head on the bottle. <laughs> I think we're going to make a fortune. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> Homestead House brand headwater. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Uh, Iris tells the most horrible stories about the abuse she suffered at the hands of her father. It's fucking gross and horrible. It's almost... The other thing about it is that it's... It's too far to make it... Uh, like... It, it's too realistic to be funny and it's too far removed to feel like you can feel any kind of realistic compassion for it because it actually gets to the point where it's like every second of her life is this horror and the idea that she's still staying in this house is insane. Yeah. So it, unless again, here's the thing. If she's like, I'm protecting the soul of this baby from my father who wants to get it for dark magic or whatever. There it is. There's something, yep. you know, like you can grab onto that concept that like she's only there. She's like so strong. Like this makes her a more likable character. If you're like, oh, my God, she suffered so terribly at the hands of her father. And yet she's willing to stay there with the ghost haunting that every fucking day because she's trying to find this child and free its soul from the grips of this thing, which was would be like a ha the haunting kind of concept that like he he's holding or haunting of uh, uh, the hell house. It would yep. be like Richard Matheson's hell house. Um, but instead we're not explained any of that stuff. She is constantly digging in the garden. So it is very possible that that's what they're trying to imply, but without any story stuff telling us that it's not very satisfying. Um, and it like, again, it would make us like her a lot more. Yeah. So, eh, whatever. Um, okay. She has nightmares. She's all sweaty. Um, and Fleur-de-Lise plays. She remembers her dad sitting in the chair with classical music. She's upstairs screaming and having the baby. We go through the whole thing where dad comes in with a cleaver. We think it's going to, he's going to kill her or going to kill the baby. Instead, I guess he just cuts the, the umbilical cord. Uh, it's hard to tell what yeah. happens. He tries to convince her that she has smothered the child. 
What's his goal? Just to take the baby and kill it? Yes. He's just going to go kill it anyway, but he wants her to feel bad. So he's like convincing her that by hiding, by trying to hide the baby from him, that she smothered it. So he had to go bury the body. Ow. Just to just to make her feel even more guilty. Again, this movie's gross and it's got a lot of How terrible things in it. How did she intend to hide fun. a baby that she was giving birth to in her own house to with him there? Like, I, d- I don't think she did, but I d- whatever. None the of that. Streaming might give it away. Yeah, it might. Whatever. <sighs> but so she sees him with a shovel. He claims that she'd smothered it, blah, blah, blah. So she freaks out and lops his head off with a giant meat cleaver. Um, that's a grave secret. And that was her grave secret. <laughs> and that's when she opened Grave Secrets Barbecue Sauce. Uh, the only sauce that has the taste of uh, human head in every yeah. bottle. Wash it down with some head water. Uh, anyway, so she <laughs> she's going to take him to the sheriff's station. Uh, but she crashed the car, I guess. It is what... I don't know. Fucking even That's we, what, she, what what she explains, what she says. So what we saw in the beginning is a guy with his head on. Yep. He's fine, and he's a bit able to strangle her. What they say is that she crashed the the car, and that the, the implication is that she cut his head off, and she was bringing the body to the sheriff to explain what had happened when the car crashed. I love that this is a universe without VIN numbers, too. When they were telling that story, they're like, "Dad, the car crashed. Nobody knows who it was. There was no head, no license plate." Oh god! Like, yeah, there's surely no way to identify a car without a license plate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> cops could never do it. Uh, but whatever. So David and Iris watch the ghost dad take the baby out to bury it. Turns out the monstrous father was an unreliable narrator, <laughs> uh, and he's the one that's killing the baby. Uh, so we watch the transparent headless ghost dig a hole. To bury the screaming child that he dumps in unceremoniously, like, God damn, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Give me something that's not so goddamn bleak. <laughs> but whatever. Um, she jumps at the ghost. I mean, she's traumatized enough that it's kind of understandable, yeah. but she makes a really sad leap and falls on her face. Oop. Of course. Because it's a ghost. It's a fucking ghost. You um, can't punch a ghost. You can't. But Lee Ving shows up, and he sees the... This ghost car. He sees a ghost car. That the ghost crashed. <laughs> because cars have souls? Yeah, dude, it's a ghost car. Okay. I, okay. I, I, I can't make heads or tails out of the scene. Are you saying that if but I it, don't baptize my fucking car, yeah, it stays in limbo? I am Is, saying that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this dude legit finds a ghost car. Just sitting there un unmanned. How many like, cars from the must accident stay yeah. walking rolling the earth mm. after their time because they were never baptized. So sad. Oh good the ghost God. car is so awesome. And we got a really cool uh uh from the inside of the ghost windshield here. Like, is, and we see him we, we see him putting his lamp through. Yeah, it looks super cool. I love it. I mean again. There's no nobody is saying that this guy can't direct a movie. Yep. Like nobody's saying this guy is incompetent because he is not. Like this is a very competently made movie. Oh, yeah. Like crazy competently made. Uh, but again, Ghost Car. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. 
I don't Doesn't care. I love matter. it. I love it. Is the ghost cars haunting the tree now, I guess. Or whatever. <laughs> um, uh, I don't understand Christman, Christian cosmology. It's complicated. Uh, that's what I get for not being raised in the church. Anyway, now Lee's accidentally brought the ghost his head, which is the thing that we kind of were implied is the thing that we don't want to have happen. I mean, obviously you don't want that to happen. Sure. Uh, now he becomes kind of corporeal, I guess, is what happens. And poor, sweet, innocent Lee Ving is killed. In in a very lazy... Yeah, in a way that if they'd actually shown it, would have been it, Yeah, he like squeezes his head Michael Byers style, but, but with no payoff. Just no like... Payoff. Yep. Yeah, we never get any effects shots in this movie. At that's all. that's a criminal thing about this movie, sure. too. Yep. It's like, and you've got to have an R rating for just how gross the content is. So Yeah. Uh, it's like if you've got this much disgusting, horrible, like psychological content. Balance it out with fun nudity and, and gore effects. Yeah, do something silly. Like, That's what people that are renting these fucking movies want. Yeah, That's what no, I want. And also, if you're going to blame something for this movie, blame the idea that like someone's going to go to a blockbuster video and pick up this fucking movie and be like, yay, I can't wait to have pizza and drink soda and watch this fun horror movie. Mm. And it's like... Oh, 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 <laughs> you're making me think about this while I'm fucking eating a pepperoni yeah. pizza from Domino's? Fuck you. I'm already eating a Domino's pizza. My life is rough <laughs> enough. Jesus. Ugh. Boo. Anyway. Okay. They dig up the baby and say something stupid, but zombie dad wants the baby. I guess. We I don't guess. know. I don't know why. That's the only thing he wanted more than his head. Was the baby? He, we don't, we don't know any of this because again, they wasted all this time not telling us stuff when they could have been actually explaining the entire system of ghost logic that goes into all of this shit, and maybe we would understand what was happening. Why do you want the baby so bad anyway? He's the one that threw it in the ground. He didn't want it before. Why yeah. did you want it now? Exactly. Again, give us a reason. Yeah. Like you could explain this in the story and make us believe it. Like if he does get the baby, he can get the baby energy ghost juice and become alive again. I don't care. Just give us some him, reason. It will make him incredibly powerful to steal a baby's soul or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but uh, it doesn't happen that way because they couldn't think of an ending. So they just <laughs> like, they say, we're summoning the baby's spirit. Come on, baby spirit. And the baby's like, Hi, what's up? <laughs> and apparently by being there, the baby's soul touches and, the dad and explodes him. And they both were doing this chant that was like rehearsed. As like though they, they both knew what it was. That we yeah. never saw them rehearse this chant at all. Yeah. And that made the baby... And they're doing a dance and it was like a TikTok thing that they were doing. <laughs> where they were like clapping in unison. And I was like, this just seems tasteless. Yep. And then the baby just like... I guess the baby soul energy just comes out of the hole, engulfs ghost dad, and just goes, boop! <laughs> Duh, everybody knows that baby ghost energy is enough to kill dad ghost energy. Duh. It's kind of like in Idle Hands when the hand gets stabbed at the end and it just goes, poof! And they kind of like make fun of how anticlimactic it is. I mean, yes. that's what happens in this movie, and they're just like, ah, it's finally Aha. over. We like, did it. Like, they just treat that really lame it pop is, as legit. It is the most unsatisfying ending to yeah. a movie that I can think of in such a long time. It is so, there's nothing to it. It's such a nothing ending. Yep. Ugh, bums me out. Whatever. But because it's such a nothing ending, they bring the baby to 
consecrated ground and everybody's happy just kidding iris is going to need so much therapy <laughs> god go to therapy iris you're going to be fine but seriously go to therapy it'll make it'll make things better uh anyway uh, knowing iris she would just go to therapy and be like on her own and then she, be like and then when they ask her anything she's like no no <laughs> Can you tell me why you're here? I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) Hey, Johnny Tight Lips, why are you here in therapy? I ain't going to tell you nothing. Uh, (laughs) uh, Can I go yet? You're the one that came here. (laughs) (laughs) Go suck a lemon. Um, But whatever. They go back. Now they're a couple. Evidently, they're in bed together. Um, Yeah. Sure. This Fuck. this whirlwind romance that they've had, this yeah. n- nothing puts you in the mood for romance like this fucking story. <laughs> God, I want to barf out of every orifice. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Good thing you made those blood diner barf bags. Thank God. Oh, this movie makes me feel icky. Anyway, um, okay, they go back. They hear noises, but he's like, "It's probably the wind," and. Uh, She's like, no, nah, I'm going to check under the bed. She does. And we a jump scare. Honestly, it was a pretty good jump scare. I'm not going to lie. That yeah. was pretty fucking was good. good. In the face, like, the makeup effects The makeup great. is great on, yeah. the, on the ghost zombie dad. That, that is really gross and awesome. I like that. That is a good good thing. So, um, But uh, she turns out it was a dream. Huh? So now they do it again. They look under. Oh, it's nothing. And then she's like, see, it was nothing. And he kisses her. But he looks at the clock as the second hand goes towards midnight, and we cut just before it hits midnight, implying that potentially it's not over. Or potentially it totally is. Right, exactly. We don't know. If it went to that midnight and and Fur Elise started playing again, then it'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if it was like, if if it hit midnight, Fleur de Lis starts playing, it cuts to his face, and he's like, Oh fuck! And then cocks a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Looks like Dad's got to be put to bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That <laughs> then the then the titular song kicks in. Yes. Get the grave secrets. Ah. <laughs> uh. You know, I worked at a uh, I worked at a warehouse selling sauces called Family Secrets, and this whole every time I was like thinking about this i was thinking it seems of, like a terrible name for families it just sounds dark to me yeah i guess it's, i guess i mean it's supposed to be like what secret recipe it's or, like a, yeah yeah but it's called family secrets yeah. maybe i watched too many horror movies but i yeah, think I just, it might be that yeah uh it was the dude i i worked for uh, a dude making euros <laughs> in the in the main mall at a euro kiosk and you talk about like gyros <laughs> yes the thing that he would have slapped me on the side of the head if for I calling it gyros. Yes, they're called gyros. Gyros. Yeah. And most people say gyros. I know that's not right. That I thought I, it was gyros. Yeah, it's gyros. Gyros. According to Dan, it's it's gyros. It's gyros. Sure, he's he's the Greek dude. I'm, I make a mean gyro. I'm believing the Greek dude who makes gyros for a fucking living and sells a sauce specifically for them. Uh, but yeah, I worked in a warehouse with that dude. Of course you did. Weird job. <laughs> <sighs> yes. That was anyway. Grave Secrets. Yeah, that was Grave Secrets. We made a grave error. <laughs> Watching this movie was a grave error because it is not fun, it's not funny, and I hope you don't think that we're making light of any of the things that happen in it because there's a lot of dark shit in this movie. Let's go through the rest of the movies that I picked out, too, in that photo. 
Oh, what if they're all like this? But they can't be. I haven't seen Evil Laugh since I was like 16. I'm trying to remember what's in the picture. There's Evil Laugh, there's Mirror Mirror 2, there's The Crawlers, and uh, Ghost House. And Ghost House, I've seen so many times. Is it good? It's it must be if you've seen it so many times. I've never seen it once. It actually is really good, honestly. It's like, uh, what's funny is that when I worked at Spooky World, the soundtrack to Ghost House is what we used in The Haunt as the soundtrack for uh, for The Haunt. Like, yep. in the background, we would play the, the Ghost House soundtrack, which oh, was cool. just nutter butters. Mm. It's like, like, it slows down and speeds up. I want to do Ghost House. We could do Ghost House. Yay! It is a very funny movie. It's like it's very silly and Italian and ridiculous. Is it better than Grave Secrets? It's so much better than Grave <laughs> Secrets. And it is... I feel like I can even remember character names. I've seen it so many times. Mm. But yeah, it's it's a wacky movie. Riff Tracks has done it. So there is at least like... Like probably people may have seen it at some point just because it was like released as a riff track, yep. but um, it is it is a wackadoo movie. Okay, it really. I mean, it's it's obviously mostly a ripoff of Poltergeist. Okay, you know, evil clown little girl. You know, it's an Italian movie, so there's always going to be a little girl who finds a doll and then something happens. Yeah, they, they do seem to do that a lot. It seems like little girl with doll is in every <laughs> Italian horror movie at some point, uh, and the doll is always evil and. They don't know until later, but there's some good Evil Dead ripoff stuff with like blood in light bulbs exploding, and yeah, fun stuff in that movie. Cool beans. Yeah, we could do Ghost House. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, there you go. So that is Grave Secrets. What a fucking terrible choice. Yeah, I've got it on tape. If anybody wants to buy it, I'm probably never gonna watch it again. <laughs> yeah, hit me up. Yeah, not not a fan of the material involved in this movie. I'm not a fan of movies that focus on sexual assaults and all this other crap. It's just yeah, really I'm not a fan of a... movies that give us boring lead and characters. Also, Both also the lead characters are just boring. boring. It's also just boring. Uh and again, very competent. Director knows what he's doing. Yep. Like he he took a a really brave swing. I don't think he's I don't think that he's stupid for making the choices he did. I've said it I said it before in the podcast. I feel like they are mistakes that I can totally understand making. But they're just like, like when you're inside something like that, I can see how you would miss the fact that this doesn't connect to A and B and like the script just, it feels like it was changed on the fly so that they could make a couple of different things connect. Yeah. Specifically him looking for the head and the head part being part of the, the equation because that felt like an afterthought um, and definitely the ending was an afterthought. Yeah. Because man... That was weak as hell. Mm. Uh, but other than that, you know, all the actors were good. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think it's terrible. But like you said, yes, the the Cardinal Sin is it's it's boring. It plods it's slow. Yeah. And at its heart. It doesn't deliver any of the goods that I want from cheeseball horrors. But that's also because it's not trying to be a cheeseball horror. It's trying to be but a real movie. It's trying to be a real movie. And it, Which it, I don't like in general. No, it should just stay in its lane and be a fun horror. Yeah. Or or real or be a lifetime movie, which is honestly kind of how it felt like it was going. You know what I mean? Like it was like a hyper ambitious lifetime movie, mm -hmm. where it's like you're trying to avoid all of the genre thrills because you have such dark subject matter. 
you don't want the fun parts of a genre movie to seem like you're uh i don't know disrespecting the the horrors that you're showing on screen yeah i don't know i can't explain it i don't know why someone would make a movie like this nah. it feels like a movie made by somebody who loves horror movies and they forgot to put the stuff that people like in horror movies yes you know that is and, a very good way to put it and i don't know why because again it he's doing the sam raimi stuff he's like yeah he, he wants to do the crazy stuff and it's just like Give well, us the crazy stuff then. Then why not write a movie that's crazy? Yep. Why not add goofy, crazy, wackadoo shit that we're going to love and we're going to remember into the future? Yep. I, it feels like a missed opportunity to me. But, you know, if he likes it and he did what he wanted, then the art worked and he is clearly an artist. So, yeah. more power to you, buddy. It's Good better on than you. any movie I ever made. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, I am bad at all of that. Anyway, um, but you know what I'm not bad at? Running a comic shop? <laughs> Fuck, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking terrible at that. <laughs> Honest to God, I'm fucking terrible at that. <laughs> I, I'm a pretty decent drummer. Um, but uh, you know what would help with how bad I am at running this comic shop? If people bought things here? If people would buy things on our web store, which is CoCityComics.com, please do that because it will help me uh, continue to make terrible decisions at work while still turning a profit which is this time of year brutally difficult <laughs> uh so yeah buy stuff we got t-shirts we get comics you can buy your weekly comics from us they come out every tuesday yeah do it's, stuff it's also november it's the beginning of christmas uh buy all everybody in your family yeah. a Funbox monster podcast t-shirt they that all want look, that that would be a great stocking stuffer and then get them something even cooler here uh to wrap exactly i mean if you're listening to this, you probably like some of the stuff that we sell. We have all the NECA horror figures. We have like, tons and tons of horror stuff, vintage movie posters, etc., etc., etc. Check out our website. It's got all sorts of cool shit on it. So please do that. Uh, I would really appreciate it because uh, as literally every single person was telling me today, which was really wonderful, wow, there sure are a lot of empty businesses on Congress Street. Yeah. I was like, thanks. <laughs> not feeling that at all yep. <clears throat> after my rent doubled mm. um, and then everybody closed up because business didn't double uh, well anyway. if there's anything I can say about this store it is not empty it sure isn't uh, this thing is packed to the ceiling with fun things so if you're in Portland pop yeah. on in and say hi to us come visit we've definitely had some people who I'm, I'm here Tuesdays and Thursdays and if yeah. Tristan lets me come out back and say hi I'll, I'll come out back That's... and say I'll come out from back and say hi <laughs> As if there is anything that I can do to tell anyone what to do with this fucking story. <laughs> Literally, I just, I don't care enough to tell people to show up on time, to do their jobs, or do anything. I'm bad at managing. God, you're lucky I show up on time on principle. I know. It, I mean, it's a good thing that, it's a good thing that uh, I I inspire pity in my, in my <laughs> employees. <laughs> uh yes there it is thank you all for listening we really appreciate it and thank you all for coming out for everybody that came to see uh to see blood diner and all that and we're going to do more fun box events uh we're going to bring back fun box fun box at the movies which is a thing that we used to do back in the old days and uh you know we had some amazing shows for fun box at the movies yeah including gunner hansen doing texas chainsaw you know all the lost skeleton movies with the lost skeleton actors and you name it, 
fucking Fritzy Cohen for Jaws and like all sorts of cool shit. We did a lot of cool shit around here, man. Yeah. You know then what? You just became a mediocre old man and stopped doing anything. Listen, I got jaded. <laughs> I got sad. And now, you know what? I'm out of my I'm out of my COVID funk and I think I'm ready to go back at it. Nice. And embrace life again. Love it. So, uh Put on another Comic Con. No, but we will do some fun, <laughs> some fun smaller events that aren't a giant thirty thousand dollar convention <laughs> that I absolutely could not afford, and just hoped through the grace of God that I paid for. I had like five hundred dollars in the bank when we started this thirty thousand dollar convention, and was just like, I hope people buy tickets, and I just skated by on the skin of my teeth. That well, I will I had never lo- do that again. I had a lovely time manning the door there. <laughs> Yes, I had my head on the counter going, oh my God, I'm going to lose my business. I remember that. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, that was terrifying. Anyway, (laughs) uh, we love you all. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. And don't don't keep this podcast a grave secret. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Don't keep it a grave (laughs) secret. And uh, write a grave review about how much you like it. But not a secret review. Actually publish it. Actually publish it. Do it on (laughs) iTunes or Spotify or one of those things. We really appreciate it. You can check it out. We're going to maybe improve our video at some point because it kind of lackluster. But, uh, you know. But so is your face. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. That is brutal. Anyway. <laughs> thank you gotta You got to flip listening. off the viewers and then they come back. Oh, okay. You're negging them. You learned <laughs> You learned the, uh, the game from mystery. Good job. Anyway, we're going to go because I want to go home. And uh, we'll see you next week. Good night. Peace. Peace.